Welcome to Flipping the Script, a podcast for women of color by women of color, helping you to not just navigate your way through change, but to embrace it. I am your host, Michelle Words. Claire Soros left her successful corporate career to build a multi-million dollar luxury travel brand called Up in the Air Life within just a few short years. She has been recognized for her success by Condé Nast Traveler and Travel Noir. She now splits her time between Chicago and Playa del Carmen, Mexico, and has started a new venture, the self-funded CEO coaching program, where she coaches entrepreneurs to build their own successful company. Claire shares with us her keys to success. Let's get to it. I am not where you want to be. Trying to navigate life, but it's hard to see, yeah. I am struggling to make a change. We're coming to me, and now is the perfect chance. With flipping the script, so you'll find your way. To help you embrace any trials you face. With flipping the script, conquer every day. We're helping you find your happy place. Claire Soros is a pioneer in luxury group travel experiences, a leading business advisor, and an international speaker who believes in living a life fulfilled with joy and free time. Claire channeled her love for luxury, champagne, and exotic destinations to launch the multi-million dollar flagship travel company, Up In The Air Life. Up In The Air Life is the vanguard of the Black travel movement. She believes in doing what you love, being who you are, and living life out loud. In 2020, Claire was named one of the most influential Black women in travel by Travel Noir. In 2021 and 2022, she received a huge honor named as Condé Nast Traveler's Top Specialist. In her corporate career, she worked with Fortune 500 companies such as Google, Microsoft, and IBM. Claire worked on software deals over $3 billion and was amongst the top 1% of sales executives during her time in corporate. Her first love is teaching, and she formerly taught at World Bank. Claire is also the creator of the self-funded CEO coaching program, a program that teaches entrepreneurs how to create wildly successful businesses by mastering digital marketing, sales, and creating a loyal client base for life. Claire, welcome to Flipping the Script. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So tell us, Claire, first of all, where did you grow up? I am from Virginia. So I grew up in Woodbridge, Virginia, which is like, it's about 30, 40 minutes from DC. So that's where I grew up. I was born um, in New England, which is in Connecticut. So my whole life was spent there. My dad was stationed at Fort Belvoir. So I was an army brat for the first early years. But yeah, that's where I grew up in the suburbs. Okay. So so how did you develop your love of travel? So I've always loved traveling growing up. We used to do family vacations to the beach. So I'm definitely like a beach lover. But when I was a senior year in college, no, senior year in high school, I actually planned our senior class trip to New Jersey. 
So I actually went through the process to get everything approved. And when I was in college, I was always the one planning trips to like, I went to Pitt when I started out and I was planning trips to Penn State, like different weekend trips, vacations. And I just got a knack of it. I just loved it. And then when I was about 10 years ago, I was in different black travel groups when the black travel movement started. And it was then that I started to be like the point person. Like I took, you know, more than dozens of people to go see Jay-Z and Kanye and Beyonce in Paris. And I would say, hey, guys, like you guys want to go? And people would follow. They would come and I would organize picnics at the Eiffel Tower. And so that basically transformed into up in the air life when they said, hey, we want to go to Yacht Week, Croatia. We saw the video. And that yeah. was the start of up in the air life. Really? I didn't realize that that was the, the first trip. That was the first trip. Uh, we started the company in 2013, and the first trip happened in 2014. Very nice. Good to know. So now, when did you leave your corporate job? Because you decided, you flipped the script, you know, decided that corporate wasn't for you and launched your own business. Was it around that time or did it overlap a little bit? It was a little overlap. What happened is 2017, I was just really not completely happy at my current job. And I went from a company where I really loved, so I was having some challenges. So I took a leave of absence um, because I found out I had got kind of low-key demoted at one point, illegally, <laughs> I'll say that. And then the white gentleman who replaced me got promoted like right after he was in the role. So I was pretty devastated, heartbroken, all those things. Took time off. And in that time off, I didn't work for three months. I ended up getting pregnant, probably because I was relaxed and lost the baby like two months later. And so I ended up coming back to the work knowing that I was quitting. So six months later, I resigned. I had my deadline, like that was it. I was saving my money. And I ended up moving to Mexico and it was a six year commitment, sorry, a six month commitment. And after six months, I just kept renewing, six months, six months. Then I was like, okay, I'll get a year. And four years later, yeah, I felt like it was just a complete evolution because, you know, as you know, living abroad, it's a lot different. I mean, every country is different, but Mexico specifically, when you're living in a beach town, your mm -hmm. priorities are shifted. Like my priorities there are pretty much flip flops and a, do, a new bikini every day to go hang out by the pool, the beach, or go to my rooftop and swim. And, and it's very relaxing because of the air. And yes. so four was just a complete evolution um, to find myself and grow the business. So the first year I went to uh, Playa del Carmen, Mexico was the year we hit the coveted million dollars in revenue, which if many people don't know, less than 2% of black owned businesses that are women owned, less than 2% actually hit the million. So it's a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. So that was it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Kudos to you on that. So then, um, so your first trip with Up in the Air Life then was the yacht trip. So mm -hmm. then after, so what other destinations have you guys explored then since then? Since then, we pretty much have planned in all seven continents, all six of the seven, I'll say that. We have not hosted a trip in Australia yet, but we go to everywhere from South Africa, Ghana, we also go to Egypt. We also go to France, the Amalfi Coast, Antarctica, Brazil, pretty much anywhere you can think of. We've got some nice culinary and wine experiences in Portugal and Champagne and Cognac region. We've got yachting trips in the Seychelles, the BVIs, anything you possibly could think of going to China, host, you know, having 
Champagne on the Great Wall of China, Singapore, Malaysia, we do it all. And our focus, what makes us different is we center around luxury travel and excellent customer service. So, you know, we really strive for perfection. We strive to give our clients a really great experience before and after the trip, which is actually a huge, huge challenge to do, especially with not traveling for two years and then now enter post-pandemic travel, a lot of things are different. There's so many rules at hotels. So it's it's quite a challenge, but we're here for it. That's what we do. That's right. Have to pivot, right? And go with the times. And I will tell you, I watch from afar and I am really jealous of your trips. And I have heard nothing but good things about them. So the one thing that I, when I left corporate and I started teaching, it was because one of the reasons was because I wanted to have all of this extra vacation time. You know, I love the teaching schedule. We have the summers off and, you know, we have some pretty decent time off during the school year. But the negative is that I can't choose my vacation time. So mm. the trips that I've seen that I want to go on are at times when I'm not available. So I'm transitioning again and so that I'll be able to have flex time. So I'll be able to go on trips, you know, when I want to, instead of when my academic calendar tells me I can go somewhere so that I can be able to enjoy some of these trips with you because they do look fabulous and I've heard good things. So I'm looking forward to joining you at some point. Um, so now, so currently you're splitting your time then now between the U.S. and, and Mexico still? Is, would you still consider that as your partial home? So I have multiple homes and one of them includes Mexico. I'm spending the majority of my time now in Chicago because my priority is dating and I want to get married and have babies. So I am like not traveling at the moment. You know, I was traveling like a month, Botswana, South Africa and went to Paris and Iceland for work, but I'm not really traveling now. And for the first time, probably since I started the company, I'm focused on being in Chicago. Um, Haven't been to Mexico since November. I still have my uh, apartment there. Uh, but I'm enjoying life in Chicago, surprisingly. I mean, I did say that I was going to love it here, but I am in, in awe of just my view. I have a Skyrise apartment. You can kind of see the windows. It's floor to ceiling glass. It's yes. like living in a glass, glass house. And the thing that most people don't know about Chicago is your experience depends on where you are. Like living on the 14th floor downtown, the cool part is that when it snows, it looks like a snow globe. So it's actually quite beautiful. Versus like if you were to live like in a regular house without a high level view of the snow, I think it might not be as beautiful. But for me, like no globe, like snow, like everywhere. I think it's beautiful, but I'm also a glass half full kind of person where I love Chicago winter. I love cooking soups and stews in my Instapot. It's been phenomenal. Like I feel very homey and I love it. Nice. I I do like Chicago. The weather, I won't say that I would love, but I do. Mm -hmm. Chicago is a great town. And I saw that you're starting to do your your Tuesday night um, Michelin star restaurant tour. Chicago is one of the best places to eat. So I've actually made detours when I do go to the States to go to Chicago 
and it's all about eating. <laughs> I love it. Good choice. So now tell us more, Claire. So you have your, um, the travel business, your mm-hmm. multi-million dollar travel business, and then you decided to branch into another area. Tell us about that. Yeah. So my ultimate calling has always been teaching. Like my mom has a piece of paper that says I want to be a teacher that I wrote down when I was like less than 10. It's what I enjoy doing most. So my legacy work is to uh, work online and help other black entrepreneurs like myself start businesses. So I have a YouTube channel in the work podcast. I also have, I do uh, one-on-one coaching and group coaching. So that's really where I want to focus and share people all the lessons I learned in building a team at one point over 30 people that did, you know, hosted events, work in the back office. Like, how do you do all that without investors? There's a lot of training, I think, for people who are getting investors, but, you know, there's also pluses and minuses of getting investors. You know, I've never had an investor, which is great because I can make decisions without having to ask. You know, we do have advisors now, but. It it moves a little different. And also when you're trying to accomplish such a huge feat, outsourcing is such a critical thing that I like to share with my other entrepreneur friends is like, how do you hire in other countries so that you can do more with less? Because if you don't have investors, it could be very difficult if you're trying to hire someone in the United States for 20 to $50 an hour. Like if you don't have a lot of money up front, like you're going to burn through that quick, quickly. So like, how do you hire really amazing people who are in different countries where the rate may be lower, but, you know, sometimes it means more to them, you know, that they're working for you and they get to be involved and get exposed to this. So how can you have alternatives to hire great employees within your budget? How exactly does your, uh, your program work? Is it, well, I know you mentioned mm-hmm. some one-on-one training. Are there some group, group uh, yeah. sessions as well? Yeah, so the coaching program I have, I actually have two different programs. Uh, My core program, um, it's called Business Class with Claire, and it goes over the fundamentals of starting a business. Um, It goes over the technology that you need. It goes over customer service. Um, That program is really centered around travel-based businesses or service-based businesses. So we go through a lot of sales, marketing, technology, how to set up your funnel. So all the things from how do you collect client information, how are you strategically putting them through a funnel, how do you package up your products, how do you sell them, and then how do you hire an international team or even a domestic team to fulfill all the responsibilities um, in planning. So it's a lot of stuff that we go over. Um, I also have a program that I co-founded with uh, Sheila Brown called Scaling Up, and that is a retreat program where we do retreats. Um, We also are doing a group program for that as well. So multiple different coaching options. And then one-on-one, obviously, is where you hire me to work with you one-on-one. So I also do that. If someone were interested then in the, first of all, up in the air life, how would they get more information from you on that? On up in the air life, they can go to upintheairlife.com. And they also can go to up in the air life on Instagram. And actually, if they go to the Instagram or website, there's a link to connect with me. Okay, perfect. And then for your coaching? Coaching, same thing. You can go for coaching, you can go to clairebsores.com or clairebsores on Instagram. And either way, you'll be able to schedule a call to meet with me. Perfect. Okay, so Claire, if someone were interested in 
moving abroad, first of all, what would you advise? Wow. So if you're looking at moving abroad, I would suggest to pick a destination and stay for 30 days. Um, I can't tell you how often people like make this huge commitment, like they want to get a place for like a long time. Like I definitely think you should stay in that place for 30 days. So if you're not sure, pick your top two, do 30 days in each location. The reason is because like a week is like touristy. Let's see what 30 days actually feels like to be in that destination. So I would say pick your top two, do 30 days. Also, um, Airbnb is a really great place to find a location. So you can go on Airbnb, message people privately, see if you can get an extended rate that will oftentimes be lower because you can commit to a month. So I would say those things, like pick those things. Also, like in my opinion, I also think you should look at communities that have other black people. Um, that would be my suggestion if you're a first timer and you're not very independent, just because you're not going to be like a fish out of water. Like for instance, Playa del Carmen, where I live, where I used to live, when I came there, there wasn't a lot of black people there, but I have friends there. So having a friend or a community will be great because it's just easier transition because you got to find out where do I get my hair done? Where do I get my bottled water from? There's a lot of stuff you have to get when you're abroad. That's a little different than in the U.S. Who's going to clean my house? I mean, unless you clean yourself, but most people are like hiring people to right. do all these services. So you've got to figure out all this stuff on your own. Besides that, the social life, you know, being able to have people to go do things with that can kind of show you the ropes that way as well. So, Start yes. On before you move <laughs> as well. Swiping exactly. on Tinder so you can connect with people before you get there. Yes. Oh. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Tinder, also Facebook groups. There's Facebook groups for expats right. in this country, expats in this city. Go in the Facebook group, introduce yourself. Um, I love community. I think community is a really good way to have support. And sometimes when you're abroad, I think it could be a little scary um, and you could feel alone. So definitely I feel like having a community, at least easing into it. So you're not like, again, a fish out of water. That is very true. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So good. Yes. Build your community and you can start that in advance before you even go. Besides Playa del Carmen, then, do you have any other locations where you're thinking of living kind of on a longer term basis? I know you say multiple homes. So any pla mm -hmm. other places abroad? Yeah, other places I'm looking at is definitely Cape Town, for sure. Uh, Cape Town's on my list and Accra is on my list. Love uh, Cape Town. Me too. Love like, I'm with yeah. you on that one. It definitely made my <laughs> short list. <laughs> So, all right, Claire. Great. Okay. So one last thing, any other advice then that you would like to give then for specifically women of color that are looking to flip their script, change their atmosphere, um, especially a lot of us looking to move out of corporate and to become more location independent and also um, financially independent from a full-time job. So any advice that you would like to give in that area? I would say do it sooner than later. I know it's scary, but I also know like have the confidence that you can come back and get a job if it didn't work out. I always recommend having at least a 12 month to 18 month ramp savings. So like when I quit, I had tens of thousand dollars that I saved. So I knew like a lot of times going to a foreign country, you're not going to need that much money. But I would suggest saving so you have cash for like 18 months 
so that you would not have to work, that you could live in this foreign country. The reason is if you want to go there, go there, like take a sabbatical. Some jobs, if you've been there for a while, they will okay a sabbatical. There's also other ways you can take a leave of absence without losing your job. And then you always could re resign or quit. I mean, there's lots of things, but life is way too short. I know it's scary. I know we feel yes. like, oh, I have to have a job. But if you save your money and you're good in your field, you can always get another job. Have faith. Agree, agree, agree. And I'm having faith. I'm leaving my teaching job. And right now I don't really have anything planned specifically, but it will absolutely work out. So having faith. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll call you if I need that coaching then. <laughs> Let me know. I'm here. I will. I will. So thank you so much, Claire, for sharing your wisdom with my audience. And look forward, I'm sure, to hearing from some of them soon and also look forward to me joining you on one of those trips sometime soon as well. Fantastic. Thanks. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flipping the Script. If you like what you have heard, please make sure to subscribe to get notified of future episodes. Also, I would appreciate it if you would write a review and share with your friends. And I want to hear from you. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know what you thought about this week's episode or to suggest any future topics that you would like for me to explore. Or you can just stop by and say hello. You can reach me at flippingthescript.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Flippin' the Script. Want to continue the discussion? I also have a private group for ladies only on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye for now. We're flipping the script so you'll find your way to help you.